morning and said, why don't you just wing it? <laughs> and I said, I want to have my notes. And then I wouldn't pray. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, please bow your heads and your hearts with me in prayer. Lord, as we come before you this morning, we pray that you would speak to us in the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would reveal your word to us, and that uh, as we hear your voice, we would respond in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody ever hear God's voice? Yeah, a few of us, a few of us here and there. There's some coffee hour discussion, right? Yeah, we should talk about that. You know, hearing God's voice happens to a few people here and there. I've never physically heard God, God's voice that I'm aware of. Um, we hear God in, in some different ways. And, and uh, in the scripture lessons today, we're looking at the call of God on people's lives. In the scriptures to just today, we see the, the call of God on Samuel, right? On Philip, on Nathaniel. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be having some readings that also show us uh, Jesus calling his disciples and what that looks like. So I want to start off with a couple of questions. Uh, who gets a call from God? Is it just people in, in formal ministry like pastors, bishops, right? They're holy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, deacons, right? Worship leaders, Bible teachers. They all have calls, right? What about the rest of us? Do we have a call? Do you have a call on your life from God? Does it have to be some, some formal thing that... You know, makes you wear one of these to have a call from God. Right. I'm seeing heads shaking. Absolutely not. We know the answer to this. You know, God has called each one of us through the Lord Jesus. We are each delivered from bondage to sin, sickness, and death. We are raised to new life with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then we are called to serve. Right. The big call in scripture that we see is in the Great Commission. We're called to go out and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So where do we start to even think about the call of God? Does it stem from our desire to serve him? From our deep commitment to him? On the surface, it might seem like that's a great place to start. You know, it's like our response to him for what he's done for us. But if we're honest with ourselves, we're kind of on again, off again with God, aren't we? Do you walk consistently so close to God every day that you feel like your face is glowing like Moses after he encountered God's presence on the mountain? Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not the greatest place to start because we are so changeable. You know, there are times for all of us that we want to serve God. And then there are times that we really do not want to serve God. You know? Maybe we are injured or hurt through a relationship or we feel a little burned in ministry or maybe we're just doing too many things in life and we don't feel like we have the bandwidth for it. We have so much static and noise coming in that we're not hearing the voice of God being um, different from all the other voices clamoring for our attention. So starting at our level of commitment or our level of desire is kind of shaky ground. If we start back, however, 
on the bedrock of God and his work in our lives, even before we knew him, even before we experienced his salvation, even before we had a desire to serve him, before you knew it, God was working in the background, calling you and drawing you. Look at 139th Psalm. This is probably my favorite psalm. Uh, God, you know me. You know all the good and all the not so good. <clears throat> you know my life before I live it. You know all my days. There is nowhere I can go where you will not be with me. In your book were written every one of my days before they were even happening. God truly has a plan for our lives. He has purpose for us. He has a call for us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's call in our lives starts with him. Preparing what we should walk in before perhaps we even knew the Lord. Uh, you know, God prepared beforehand the gifts in our lives, the callings in our lives, the good works we will walk in, good works that bring glory to him, good works bringing others to him, good works in which we fulfill our purpose and our completion in him. Good works, we understand, do not bring us to him or give us the right to stand before him. We don't find our justification because we're so good. We're actually told that our righteousness is like filthy rags in light of a holy God. And if our righteousness is like filthy rags, what do our sins look like? So we are saved and then we serve. God has a purpose for us and a calling for us to walk in that has been prepared beforehand. God saves us, he crafts us into his image, he calls us, he equips us, and he sends us. I, I want to ask you two questions that uh, I was asked this week while I was out at, at seminary. So. These are not my questions. I'm not going to take credit for them. So if you don't like them, you can get mad at the academic dean at Trinity School for Ministry. No. <laughs> the first question is, how many of you uh, are, are in relationship with Jesus Christ or at least have perhaps a favorable view of him? You know, you just give a little nod or New England raise your hand. You know. yeah, 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 yeah. Most of your hands went up or your head went down. Okay. How many of you are upset that somebody told you about Jesus? Oh, unanimous. That was incredible. Right? Seems like mundane questions almost, right? Like, are you really asking me this? Then why are we so afraid to tell others about Christ? Why are we so afraid to step out in faith in our area of calling? If it is God who calls and God who equips and God who sends, 
God is looking for obedience. What do we have to worry about? Let's look at the call of Samuel here. So Samuel, the backstory, is prayed for by his mom, Hannah. She was unable to have children, and she promises to commit Samuel back to God. And at the right age, she releases him to the temple. She releases him to Eli in the temple to be trained as a priest. And, and Hannah and Samuel knew that Samuel belonged to God. So he was dedicated, right? Right from the beginning there. Everything that, that Hannah had in Samuel, she had because of God. And so everything that we are, and that we have, we have because of God. We should recognize that it is He who is the source of everything in our lives. And so when we come to faith in Him, we acknowledge that we belong to Him. And so the first understanding of a calling is to know and to recognize whose we are. So now Samuel belongs to God, right? He's training, he's learning, he's growing. He's learning what to do and what not to do. He's under the leadership and the covering of Eli and Eli's house. And the closer we get to God, the more we see our own sin. The more we understand about God, the more we, we realize that there's an awful lot more to understand. <laughs> um, <clears throat> as we grow, we recognize our need to learn and to walk closer with the Lord. God ignites a hunger in us for his word, a hunger in us for prayer, for fellowship with other believers, to engage in growing closer to him. So Samuel grows in favor with God and with all the people. He's growing into his calling. People are recognizing that God's call is on his life. So Samuel was dedicated to God. He knew whose he was. He's in training. He's discovering his gifts. Um, he's starting to step into and walk into these things. And it's recognized in community. Samuel grows in favor with God and all the people. As we walk with the Lord and we begin to discover our gifts... We begin to see what God has given to us to bring to the table, right? There are certain things that I know are definitely not my gifts, <laughs> you know? And maybe you have that as well. Maybe you know what your gifts aren't more than you know what they are. <clears throat> it's good to start ruling things out, though, you know? <laughs> um, we see what those gifts and those abilities and those skills are that we have from God, that we are called to home, and so Samuel, dedicated to God, walking with the Lord, learning from Eli, he's discovering his gift, he's growing in them, he has his ear beginning to be tuned in. And then he hears this voice, and he doesn't recognize it. He did not yet know the Lord, Scripture tells us. He hears this voice calling to him. And then he thinks it's Eli, and, and then Eli finally figures it out. Oh, this is the voice of the Lord. And he teaches Samuel 
to recognize and to hear the voice of the Lord. And so we know the rest of the story, right? Samuel, Samuel hears it. He actively listens. And, uh, you know, when we listen for the voice of the Lord, it usually requires some form of change or redirection based on a transformation that we experience from an encounter with God. When we hear God's voice, it's pretty hard to ignore it. Some of us try really, really hard to do so. Um, but eventually, God, who is persistent and has all of eternity, catches up with us. So, do we live our lives like Samuel, willing to listen and be ready to hear the voice of the Lord in our lives? Do we get up each morning with an ear to the Lord? Do we come to church ready to hear from God? You know, Samuel goes on to have a pretty solid, solid life uh, in the service of the Lord. Uh, he goes on, actually, to uh, anoint David, the king of Israel. Okay? And we know, as we remember that story, that David was sort of the least likely of the brothers. He was out tending the sheep. He was an afterthought. You know, uh, <clears throat> all of the sort of higher and mighty brothers were trotted out first to be the king, but it wasn't any of them. It was David who was tending the sheep, the forgotten one. And we know that Jesus comes through the line of David. Right? So all the way back in the Old Testament, we're seeing the call of God at work in someone's life who is connected to the life and the ministry of David from whom Jesus comes. God had a plan all the way from the beginning. He knew those days of all of these people. He knew what he had called them to walk in, just as the 139th Psalm said. And he works out his purpose even when we might not see it completely or understand it fully. How might this have worked out if Hannah had not kept her promise to God? relinquished her child. That must have been really hard. Can you imagine? How might this have worked out if, if Eli had not encouraged Samuel to listen? Or if Samuel had been so afraid of the message that God gave him about Eli and his house that he ignored Eli's exhortation to tell me no matter what it is. Because even if it was tough, Eli knew it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. I think we need that on a t-shirt, right? <laughs> when we don't understand, it is the Lord. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have our lives, we have our gifts, we have our skills, we have our abilities. At some point, God breaks in. We hear his voice. We respond to his call. And it is truly only when we find our purpose in Christ that we will find that fulfillment and that joy in our lives. We are always searching for fulfillment and joy in life, and we will never find it apart from knowing and following Jesus because we were created for a purpose. So even in the midst of the frustrations and the trials of life, there is joy and fulfillment in releasing our control and being delivered from what has entangled us 
and following the call of God. It's a holy thing to be called of God. And God has a call on each one of your lives. Nobody is left out. Scripture is clear about that. We take this mortal, earthly offering. Right? We know our lives are, are not eternal, our physical lives, right? One day, this earth suit is going to crumple to the ground, <laughs> and that'll be it for my body. But what we do with our bodies and our minds and our time and our talents and our resources here on this earth that are temporary, God can make holy and have it bear eternal fruit. That is the best investment you can make. Look at the return on that. Something that we can't take with us, something that will have absolutely no bearing beyond this earth, has the ability through God's holiness to bear eternal fruit. We would be foolish to not seek that out. So where are you coming from? Where's your life at? What has God delivered you from? What is God working through in your life right now? And why? What's the purpose? What is God calling you to? Ephesians chapter 2, one more time. Let's let these words wash over us and consider this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We offer these, these words and these thoughts in the name of Jesus and pray that the Lord would apply them.